Welcome back to another new episode from the Codings Pro interview series. I'm your host, Ben DuBose, and I'm a staff writer with Codings Pro Magazine and for the AMP Publications team. In this episode, we're getting back into our Showcase Profile series to spotlight longtime members of SSPC and or NACE. We're doing this to highlight the integration of SSPC, the Society for Protective Codings, and NACE International, and to explore how the new combined organization known as AMP the Association for Materials Protection and Performance, can best serve the coatings industry. Shortly following the AMP Annual Conference and Expo in March, we spoke with Pete Alt, incoming president of KTA Tater, and Bill Corbett, chief operations officer. Based in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, KTA's specialties include coatings and corrosion engineering and inspections, steel and concrete fabrication inspection, field and laboratory coatings failure analysis, environmental health and safety consulting, and contract administration for maintenance and construction activities. KTA also distributes a complete line of the field inspection instrumentation for corrosion protection projects, and they also provide specialized quality assurance and quality control, as well as workplace safety training courses. With that in mind, the topics from our interview certainly discuss their expertise as a company and some association talk related to AMP but we also discussed their overall careers in coatings and corrosion protection, as well as their advice for peers and industry newcomers, market trends in 2022, and a whole lot more. Without any further delay, let's play back that conversation. So I think a good place to start would be if each of you could give us a little bit of background about your careers in the industry, your time with KTA, any relevant certifications you have, just, you know, a minute or two bio to anyone who is not familiar with you. Bill, we can begin with you. Sure. Uh, Bill Corbett, um, currently the Chief Operations Officer uh, for KTA Tater, uh, headquartered here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, I have a dual role. I also serve as the Instrument Sales Service and Training Business Unit Manager uh, for, uh, for that same entity. Uh, I started my career with KTA back in 1979, a little over 40 years ago, actually as a laboratory technician doing paint testing. Uh, I then picked up uh, a BA degree uh, during the evenings and worked during the day and worked in various divisions, I'll call them, of KTA over the years, including laboratory inspection, environmental health and safety, marketing and advertising, training, uh, managed professional services business unit for a period of years uh, until taking on this current position back in 2016. Uh, I hold a uh, an AMP protective uh, coding specialist certification, and I'm also an AMP uh, senior certified coatings inspector. And I've maintained those certifications since about the the mid 1990s when I first began getting involved with both. Uh, SSPC and NACE. I have a, I chair a couple of committees within AMP, the Dry Film Thickness Committee, and I'm also the program chair of the AMP CIP training program. And I'm involved with a couple of ASTM subcommittees that focuses on physical testing of coatings as well as industrial protective coatings. And Pete, the same question to you. Yeah, so my name is Pete Alt. Um, I'm the incoming president of KTA. Um, I started my career, career um, as an 
intern out of, out of, in college with a company called Ocean City Research, um, that evaluated materials performance in, in the ocean. Um, as a mechanical engineer, I like to think about the way materials behave and fail and a lot of it was steel and concrete related, but, um, when you, when you start in the corrosion business, you can't avoid paint. Um, and, and over the years, uh, got, got pretty heavily involved in the use of, of coatings, um, and linings and different, you know, to protect different kinds of structures, um, as well as cathodic protection inhibitors and all the other standard, uh, corrosion control techniques. Um, in, uh, 2006, um, Myself and a couple others founded a company called LZ Technologies, which did a lot of uh, research and testing and engineering work, primarily for the Department of Defense. And, and LZ became part of KTA in 2019. Um, up until, well, currently I hold the um, roles of president of LZ and uh, a business unit manager of the KTA businesses that, that have to do with uh, laboratory testing and, and professional services. Um, I hold a uh, professional engineer uh, license in a few states. Um, been involved with uh, NACE and SSPC since the 1990s, and have um, um, protective coating specialist and and um, coating inspector certifications um, from from what is now AMP. And I'm also involved in um, trade associations in the marine and and highway industry, as well as ASTM. So with Elsley, which was acquired by KTA in 2019, and Pete, this is for you as a quick follow-up, how's that integration going now that we're in 2022, we're more than two years into um, the combination? What's that been like for you now that you're, you know, fully on board with KTA? Um, for me personally, and I think I speak for most of Elsley, it's, it's been, it's been a great uh, relationship. Um, for me, I'm excited about all the more, all the, the enhanced capabilities we have, um, even some things that I didn't know KTA did. Um, so uh, Elsley was uh, 25 people when we became part of KTA. Um, we obviously couldn't afford some of the, the great laboratories that, that KTA has and um, some of the non-destructive testing expertise that as as kind of corrosion subject matter experts, very often you're looking at a rusty piece of something and they want to know if it's going to fail and and KTA has the non-destructive testing expertise that that helps us do that um, certainly we collaborate in 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 the traditional coding space um, as well so it, it, I think it's been a, a, a great a great move for Elsley and and for KTA so with regards to KTA and now the organization that it is in 2022 which certainly includes Elsley um, for any listener that isn't fully familiar what is the full scope at KTA, if you will, just, and this can be for either of you, give us some background as far as areas of expertise for where KTA is now that we're early in 2022. Yeah, I, uh, I guess uh, this is Bill. I'll take that and then Pete can uh, chime in in areas perhaps that, that I'm not thinking of. But um, so KTA originally started off uh, as a uh, kind of a codings consulting engineering mm-hmm. firm uh, that, that really doesn't make coatings and doesn't apply coatings in the field or shop. But if you can imagine anything else that has to do with industrial or commercial coatings, we'd get involved with, and that would include, you know, coating failure investigations and preparing or reviewing specifications for owners, 
doing independent laboratory testing of those coatings and uh, doing corrosion surveys, coating condition assessments and corrosion surveys, uh, doing full-time you know, third-party coatings inspection, and mo more recently, steel and concrete inspection you know, during the fabrication of uh, new concrete and steel structures in shops, uh, non-destructive evaluation of uh, materials, and uh, as I mentioned earlier, we also uh, sell a variety of coatings inspection instruments. Uh, we also service and calibrate those instruments in our ISO accredited calibration laboratory. We provide training services that, you know, some might say would compete with AMP, but they really don't because we don't offer any certification. We only offer training. Mm -hmm. And we promote our training courses of, as a very good warm-up, if you will, before going into those certification-level courses that can be arguably more, more challenging. We also have a um, commercial services division that mostly dealt with more of the big box stores and, uh, you know, diagnosing some of their uh, paint-related issues that oftentimes had little to do with the paint and a lot to do with the constructability of the building itself, uh, but helping uh, preserve the brand of some of those, you know, major big box uh, retail stores. Pete, what have I missed? Nothing really. I think the the thing that really surprised me, though, you know, you you say more recently involved in steel and concrete, but if you're a 70 year old company, um, KK has been doing steel inspection for 25 years, which is, you know, to me as a company that's that's only 15 years old, it's it's not more recently, right? Um, same thing with concrete. I think KT has been in the concrete business for 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 10 years or, or so. You know, I I think that's important for folks to recognize. Um, I also think that that some of the things that Ellsley brings to the mix, which again, which which KTA had expertise in this area before, is like cathodic protection. So um, there's there's more and more uh, concrete structures that uh, bridges specifically that have cathodic protection, um, as well as as underground um, structures. Um, not just, we tend to think about pipelines, but there's all sorts of tanks and and heck, we're even putting cathodic protection on on um, you know, signposts and, and, you know, anything that's buried in the ground has, might have the need for that. I think the, the, the other thing that we run into or I've run into with KTA, um, is just any kind of materials. Um, so, so we've evaluated and, and designed, um, you know, composite materials, um, which, which have a polymer component, right? Can be a little bit like coatings. Um, we've done some projects. We're doing projects right now in, in, in a state capitol building where they have problems with the paint on drywall. I mean, it just amazes me all the different locations, um, where we get involved in, in materials, whether it's, it's specifying them correctly, figuring out what the current condition is to plan maintenance or, or, um, or, or do a failure analysis. So, um, and, and I guess the other thing I'd say is, is, magnitude of, of KTA's capabilities to, to be able to start in the lab and figure out a technical issue and and deploy it to the field where a team of inspectors might look for that very specific, unique issue. You know, it's not traditional coating inspection or corrosion inspection. It's looking for a specific failure mode that a customer is concerned about on a large structure. 
um, our ability to take that from the lab to the field is 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 really unique in the industry. So when we talk about your careers, both individually and with the company, what are some of the ways that your affiliation with SSPC and or NACE International has helped you guys over the years? This can be for either of y'all, I suppose both, but uh, Bill, we can start with you. Okay, sure. So um, I think th- three, really three areas that I can think of, uh, whether it's, you know, on a personal level or company level, how, you know, our affiliation has really benefited us. I guess the primary one I'm going to point to is uh, the standards that have come out of both SSPC and NACE. Uh, we rely heavily on those standards, the quality of those standards uh, in our specification preparation uh, service, as well as, you know, providing advice to our clients or potential future clients on on uh, different standards that they should reference in, in work that they're involved with. So that's one area. The second area is education. Uh, I've been a student in both organizations. Uh, I have instructed for SSPC for about 10 years or so before the, uh, before the merger. And uh, I can say that I've learned extensively in both capacities. And then finally, the third area is, you know, holding certifications within both organizations, uh, either protective coding specialist or inspector uh, certifications has been beneficial to me, obviously. But also uh, what AMP is referring to is accreditation now for KTA as an SSPC uh, QP5 accredited firm uh, has been beneficial both from a marketing standpoint, as well as, uh, you know, obtaining business. Pete, is there anything you wanted to add to that? Yeah, I was going to say, I won't repeat everything, everything Bill had said, because I, I would agree with all that. Um, I think the, the one unique thing, um, that SSPC, NACE, and now AMP has, has provided for, for me and, 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 and some of my customers is the ability to take a problem, and, and quite frankly for the industry, is the ability to take a problem that we have resolved for a customer and turn it into an industry document that serves serves the greater industry and, and in fact serves our customer. And so if the if a customer has a need for a unique surface preparation technique or, or a, ch- a change to a, a document um, or, or, you know, a reference cell. Um, I've, I've done some work in that area. A way to characterize a reference cell that's 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 you know maybe a proprietary product. Um, um, using the trade association to 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 establish that um, standard or test requirement or whatever it might be, um, I think helps helps the industry at large as well as you, usually the customer that that brings the issue up um, to to. To provide standardized products and 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 a common way of using them. What are some of the things you're hoping to see from the combined organization known as AMP? We've been talking largely on this podcast about the past in terms of where we're going in the future. What are some of the things that now that these organizations are combined that you would like to see happen? Pete, we can start with you this time. 
Yeah, it, it's it's kind of interesting because um, in in the the few years I've been part of KTA, I, I, I see KTA as as kind of on the same trajectory as AMP. Um, in that in that KTA is about a lot more than than coatings and corrosion, mm. and um, and and we've always had these kind of two different you know SSPC has been coatings and and nothing else really mattered and and AMP has sort of this corrosion or, or NACE has this corrosion legacy, right? Even though they've been trying to get involved in non-metallics and, mm-hmm. and, and NDE and other issues like that. And, and, and similarly, KTA is involved in a lot of those kind of related materials, um, um, kind of issues. So, so one of the things I really look forward to is, is being able to, d- to address the broader, um, kind of, uh, industrial materials durability issues, um, um, the the other the other piece that just for me personally and and perhaps somewhat selfishly is I'm going to enjoy volunteering for one organization <laughs> instead of two. Um, so I I just think I think that's good for a lot of people like me who were members of both yeah. organizations and had to sort of bifurcate their their contributions. Um, I think I think AMP will get a lot more out of us than the two organizations com- you know separately did. Yeah, I think the volunteering angle is really true. I think that's something that probably frustrated a lot of people and from a time efficiency standpoint should definitely be helpful going forward. Um, Bill, is there anything you wanted to add on to that? Uh, just a couple of things. Uh, first of all, I, I'm uh, encouraged by the amount of activity early on within AMP's uh, startup here with standards development and maintenance. I think they've done a good job, uh, but that has to continue, in my opinion, because that's how the industry benefits. That's how owners benefit. Uh, education is another area. I'm actually on the AMP Education Committee, and uh, I think that there's a lot of opportunity there to not only continue down the education path that that SSPC and and uh, NACE legacy organizations had, but, but to actually uh, move that forward mm-hmm. a lot better. And, and the, the final area is, and this is probably problematic for a lot of reasons, but boy, bringing bringing youth to the organization needs to be a real focus. Uh, the amount of folks with, I'll just say, gray hair in this organization uh, far outweighs those that don't. So. Uh, we need to focus on that as well. I'll follow up on that fairly quickly. In terms of the newcomers and the young generation, is there any advice that you have for them? You just talked about AMP's need to engage them, and that speaks obviously from the association standpoint, and I think you're right on that. But also, how should young people, as someone you know, like you guys that's been around the business for a while, how should young people be thinking about this? Uh, what advice would you have for them uh, to someone new to say your company or even just the coatings industry, would you advise them to get in um, involved with AMP? Basically, just tell us about some of the advice that you might have to that younger generation. Pete, do you want to take the first shot at that? Okay. Yeah, sure. A um, couple thoughts. Um, first of all, I think the the emphasis um, that, that AMP is trying to place on um, a virtual component to a lot of their mm-hmm. events um, certainly has some drawbacks, but I think it hurt, certainly has a lot of advantages to, to younger people that, that want to be involved, but maybe have young families at home or, or have, you know, whatever the demands of their, of their business are. They're, they're 
role in their business that that might keep them from traveling for a week or whatever. Um, I think I think that's going to be a, a huge benefit. And then the other thing is is sort of a, a personal experience. You know, I, I I learned when when we first started Elsley, we had some some younger folks join the company, and and we're going to send one of them to NACE, I think it was. And, and we decided we could, decided not to pick, right? Um, <laughs> and we, and we sent three people down there and unbeknownst to us, they got more out of it because they could share the experience with each other instead of talking, you know, just, just getting talked at by people that have been there, done that, right? And, and I think organizationally, um, um, there has to be, you know, it's not just about the young people. It's about the, the sponsoring companies. They have to say, Hey, we're going to make an effort to, to pick some people and get them involved. Um, and, 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 and do it in a smart way. Right. And not that our experience is right for everyone, but, um, um, sending somebody to a conference is one thing, sending somebody to a conference, um, armed with a strategy to get something out of it is, is a totally different kind of commitment. So. Mm-hmm. Bill, is there anything you wanted to add to that? No, uh, the last statement that Pete made was exactly what I was going to reinforce is don't just send them to a conference without mm-hmm. a specific strategy on uh, who to talk to, who to listen to, uh, what committee meetings to go to and learn from, why there are committee meetings uh, mm-hmm. to learn not only about the the process of how committees work, but also, you know, the subject matter. So, uh, you know, assigning those things and having them report back will give them ownership. So shifting gears to a more broad-based discussion, each of you has been in the industry for some time. I'm curious your perspective on, I guess, A, how the industry has changed over your time in it, and B, more specifically, what are some of the trends that you're seeing in recent years as far as, Technologies and services that may be in demand, uh, application practices, manufacturing development strategies, new regulations, just at a high level, what are some of the changes in recent years and what is KTA doing to try and, um, I suppose, react and be ready for those? Bill, we can start with you this time. Okay. Yeah, when, when I got into the industry, uh, lead paint was still being used. <laughs> In fact, I was spraying lead paint in our laboratory when I started. And then we kind of saw this evolution into, you know, the traditional zinc epoxy urethane, which are still used today, obviously. But then it kind of evolved into things like two-coat systems using higher performance finish coats, even single-coat systems. Now we we see a lot of duplex systems, either thermal spray or hot-dip galvanizing with a, a liquid applied on top. Uh, you know, some of those systems were taboo in years past because oh, they're just too expensive to apply. Well, we've gotten better at realizing, you know, installation costs versus life cycle costs. Uh, so I think that trend will continue. Uh, certainly, we're going to be continue to be challenged with VOC regulations. The other area is the evolution of powder coatings, uh, mostly obviously for, for new construction, but uh, application of, of those, I think, is a, another area that, that I think we're going to see continue to evolve. There's there's certainly a, a lot of those um, kinds of things. Um, 
And then I'd add to that, you know, you just you just walked the trade show floor last week and you see and, and have been seeing um, a lot more technology, um, a lot more technically advanced tools, whether it's a power tool for, for cleaning a surface or a, um, uh, monitoring devices, remote monitoring devices for cathodic protection systems, um, some of the robotics that are being used for, for whether it's pigging or sandblasting or whatever, there's, there's a lot more robotics. I mean, all those technology changes and, and how we do the work, I think is, is, is and will continue to be pretty big in the, in the coming years. Um, I think, I think at the same time, there's some like, like everlasting challenges that, that we face that, that, that aren't going away. Um, you know, to me, it's always been, a challenge that that you know we're we're trying to protect things and make them last longer than our careers right and so that's a fundamental like leap of faith because because us or the people that we commit to convince to invest in our services are probably not going hopefully not going to see the value of our services for a long time right um and then and then so i think some of the some of the things that that amp is doing to to show what happens when you when you don't do that um, is is really important, um, and so so addressing the, the the crumbling infrastructure and the and the reason that's happening is the only way you can really convince people that they need to make the investment now for the benefit in forty or fifty years, um, and and that's you know that, that's no amount of technology I don't think can can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe there might be some fancy model, some fancy um, um, prediction model that will solve that problem. I know people are working on that kind of stuff, but um, that that's an, an enduring challenge I think we'll, we'll continue to face. Is there anything in particular that KTA is working on this year or the next few years as far as just, uh, I don't know, services, technologies? When people come by the KTA booth at uh, AMP last week, what are you telling them? What are people asking for? Yeah, I think I think you know. Again, we're we're working a lot in the kind of here and now space. So mm-hmm. so all the robotics and automation and drones and 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 all of those things. Um, um, you know, the, these more sophisticated instruments. Um, thinking about how to use data um, in a more more meaningful way. Um, and 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 find longer trends other than just what you wrote on the the inspection sheet or the the, the monitoring report. Um, all those are the kinds of things that that we're we're looking at right now. Yeah, and our part of our mission statement is to provide customer driven innovation. So you can go out and you can begin to. research and come up with better, different ways. Mm -hmm. But if it's not something that your customer is interested in, uh, it it may be wasted effort. So we are constantly listening to our customers and clients or even potential customers and clients about their pains and their needs and, in some cases, reacting to those. As we wind down, for any potential customer that may be listening – if they want to get in touch with either of you guys or KTA, what's the best way that they can do that? Use this as your opportunity to uh, offer any last words, if you like, and then uh, plug contact information for how people can get in touch with uh, you guys at KTA. Pete, do you want to go first on that? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, the so so obviously um, 
Um, you can go to our website. We got kta.com, kta gauge, um, for, for just to find out about our services and, and products that we offer. Um, we also offer webinars and, and a lot of informational material at educational material at our KTA University, um, site. So I, I think that's a great way to, to reach out and find not only Bill and I, but, but others who, who you might need access to in our organization with a particular type of expertise. Um, generally the people that write the articles and give the webinars are, are the subject matter experts in, in our organization. Um, um, obviously, um, um, so, so my contact information is, is, um, pault at kta.com. Um, and, and, um, we're real active on social media and that kind of stuff as well. And uh, my contact information is B Corbett, C-O-R-B-E-T-T at kta.com. And I want to reinforce what Pete was referencing. Uh, by the way, you can get to all those websites by going to just uh, kta.com. The ktauniversity.com is a resource that's available to anyone. It's free, and it uh, does not have commercial information on it or marketing information. It is a technical site. It has webinars, podcasts, articles, videos, on coding's technology, there's new content. Uh, about every month or so, we put on some new content, and uh, we encourage folks to use that as a resource. And, and uh, if something catches your eye and you want to talk further with the author, their contact information is on the particular article or podcast that's being uh, referenced on the site. Sounds good, and I'll agree. Those are absolutely great resources. Folks, this is where we will wind down today's episode for Pete and Bill. Again, my name is Ben DuBose. If you want more resources from us at Codings Pro or AMP, you can go to codingspromag.com or amp.org. That's A-M-P-P dot O-R-G, amp.org. Again, for Pete and Bill, I'm Ben. Thanks for listening, and please come back soon for another new episode on the Codings Pro interview series.